Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Inside here on the Win Life Podcast with A World with Rivera. I'm pumped to introduce my guest today, Matt Zinman, author, nonprofit founder, difference maker, um, creator of Z-isms, believed to be one of the best books for self-improvement, guidance, and work currently on the market. Matt, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Awelda. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited to talk to you and, and have you here on the show today. Um, just a little for listeners, you know, today we're really going to talk about the different ways that through Matt's book and through his own personal experience, he's been able to not only you know, create his own path to success, but he's been able to ride the waves of evolution um, in that journey. And we'll kind of get into that right away. So Matt, can you tell us a little bit about kind of how you got to now, how you got to um, writing this book. We know that you've had, a, uh, you know, multiple business lives and businesses up until now. Um, you even still have the mentorship nonprofit that you run. You have right. a marketing experience. You are really committed to creating a mass impact with this book. But what's like square one? Where? How did this all start? Right. Well, when I hear you say that, it just reminds me how many, you know, how much the years really just add up. <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm, I'm uh, in Philadelphia. I've been here uh, local, uh, you know, this whole time that you just described. I uh, started in the field of marketing communication and worked for uh, communication firms, uh, advertising, public relations agencies, and then ventured out of my own in 2002. And there was a convergence then for me in a couple of ways. One is having the opportunity to uh, get a contract with, at the time, uh, the Arm & Hammer uh, company called Church & Dwight that anchored the the firm that I started, which was called Z Communication. I also became a single dad at that time. So I needed the flexibility and you know, my life is, you know, has been intertwined ever since through the various endeavors. And after a few years of doing that, I realized, well, that kind of a business, there's, you know, you're building by the hour. There's only so many hours in the day. It was really difficult to get ahead. And I was looking for something to, uh, you know, really apply uh, my, my passion and my, you know, my skill set uh, at that time, what I saw as a, as a market need and my experience. And I'd always work with interns. I'm, I'm, I'm easily over 300 now, which is kind of odd to hear myself say, and uh, started the nonprofit called the Internship Institute. So you're right, that's internships, that's mentoring. And through the years, in part in working with the students, number one, it was it, it's evident that you know, coming out of school, getting into the, the world, there are, are any a number of, um, you know, there's no substitute for experience. And and so part of the, the book impetus was, well, what did I? What do I wish my younger self knew? Um, part of it is the the entrepreneur journey, um, the 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 relationship journey. Like I'm remarried now, um, but also being a single dad. And and it's the book, something I've been wanting to write for uh, at least 15 years. And it it culminates around that notion of well, what's my why, and and how do I uh, go about achieving that? 
And the, the question that rose to the top for me was, well, what would I regret not doing? And the, the book just, you know, really kind of popped up to the surface. I, I really need to get this done. And uh, so the, so a year ago I put pen to paper and at that point it was like, do I do this? Don't I do this? And it was almost like I went too far to turn back. <laughs> so, uh-huh, uh-huh. so I just, that's kind of how it happened. It wasn't like, okay, I'm doing this now as well. What are these ideas I have? And, you know, concepts and things that I, you know, feel a responsibility that I've gained through experience to share with others. So there's two things that you mentioned that I kind of just want to highlight for the listeners. Um, I want, and I I do this all the time. They're probably, if they listen to the show regularly, they're probably like, okay, well, (laughs) we see what's coming. But, you know, you just spoke about 18 years worth of experiences, 18 years worth of obstacles and challenges overcome um, 18 years worth of figuring things out. Right. And yeah. not like you woke up one day and you were just like, yep, I know exactly what to do and I'm just going to do it. Um, you tried a lot of different things. You know, you spoke about the fact that there was a time when you were a single dad. And I know that there are a lot of listeners with different familial circumstances, right? Where who could really benefit from taking a moment to slow down and really thinking about what you just said, right? So many people get um, overwhelmed. They feel defeated. They think, you know, how, how can I accomplish? How can I overcome um, when I'm in this really serious situation, whether it's a single parent, whether it's the loss of a parent, whether you are sort of just on your own in the world. Um, and you're just a great example of someone who was faced with that adversity, but, you know, didn't let that define or inform uh, how you were going to move through the world. You know, I'm sure that you probably faced your fair amount of self-doubt and limiting beliefs, but obviously you were able to confront and conquer them at least enough so that you could keep moving forward. So that's, you know, I really want people to, to hear that. Um, now, you know, Zisms we talked about, or you mentioned in our, in our conversation before the recording um, that you really want to make a mass impact with this and that you were really thinking about what you wish your younger self uh, would have known. Um, and part of that is, is definitely coming from your connection and working with young people and, and really still having kind of your finger on the pulse of, of what they still don't know and the, the gaps in what they're learning in the school and just out in the world at that young age. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what, what is in the book? What are, what is kind of what informed what you didn't put in the book and who you're really talking to and what you hope that they get out of it? Sure. That's a great question. Uh, Well, Zism's really you know, builds from one chapter to the next. And uh, the description that you recapped from uh, my introduction about how we're all facing these challenges, uh, you know, day in and day out and self-doubts and, and you know, those obstacles that, that come along the way, that's natural for everybody. I mean, we've all been through the ringer, you know, whatever that, that means to us. And, and the front end of the book and, and a theme throughout is the notion of earned confidence, which is chapter one. And 
what we're talking about here is the fact, the obvious fact, that we've all been through everything we've been through and we've gotten through it. You know, we're still standing. And so when it comes to those uh, challenges around self-doubt, around worrying about things or being anxious or stressing about things, especially when they're not actually happening, it's really important to ground yourself and, 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 and look at the, you know, the logic of the fact that, well, you're going to make it through whatever it is that's going on now, just as you always have had before, and that there's no reason to be concerned or overly concerned about things that are not certain to happen. Be, just wait for them to happen, right? Just deal with the real. Mm. And a, a couple of the, the, the other grounding concepts, certainly gratitude is, is going to be a major theme uh, throughout the book. Um, you know, in, in that front section, we're talking about mindset, we're talking about self-discovery, and then we get into things like personal interactions and relationships, and then um, aspects of amplifying gratitude and heightening mindfulness. But ultimately, the goal was to come out of the experience of reading the book and personalize it in such a way that you have this, uh, this, this life enrichment action plan, this leap, which is the takeaway that uh, whatever that framework around personal development is to the reader that uh, they can identify with and, and uh, you know, carry forward. Um, let me so pause I would you just there take pa- pause there. Yeah, right? let me pause you there for a second because you touched on something that, you know, I've talked with various guests about in different ways, yet I feel like this is an opportunity for us to address it directly. And uh, I want to talk about this gratitude practice and this gratitude, the concept of gratitude and how that works. And and a lot of people at home listening might be like, well, you know, of course, I'm grateful that I woke up or that I have a house or a job. But really, the gratitude practice is so much more than that. Um, and it can be so much more, uh, you can go deeper with it and it, it doesn't have to be as grand. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, sure, we can be grateful for our home and our job and our loved ones, right? But there's the small things like grateful for an idea or grateful for the sunshine or grateful for finishing that article you started or grateful for, you know, taking that break you really needed. And so I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more about the gratitude process, sort of how you see it, how it's worked in your life uh, in terms of helping you along your success journey uh, in action. Right. Well, uh, there, there are a number of overlaying concepts and, and you know, just practical parts of daily living that, that come into play here in what you just described. So for one, uh, and, and the, the book is written as if I'm having a personal conversation, and you alluded to this earlier in the conversation, that there are uh, you know, some personal disclosures that I, I felt were important to incorporate throughout, one of which is that I've had to contend with depression uh, since my early teens. And so in doing that, part of the, you know, the balancing act and in, in, in taking care of myself, aside from some of the obvious things around just getting, you know, exercise and sleep is to make sure that I am uh, staying grounded and, and aligned with folding gratitude uh, into my life, because gratitude really is where true joy happens, right? That's where you're really experiencing it. You're, you're in the moment. And you made a great point that it doesn't have to be 
uh, you know, as much of the obvious things uh, around the, you know, what you have in your life, or, you know, it could certainly your health and your family and having love and freedom or all those different kinds of values. Uh, but right, you know, the sun is shining. Or uh, when we talk about gratitude in the sense, you know, later in the book, we, you know, there's the whole chapter around the law of attraction, which is really, you know, rooted in, in gratitude. And then beyond that, if you're looking at from, uh, you know, people who were trying to put that into action from an entrepreneur standpoint, like, um, like, the, like the law of gratitude is, it can be very transactional. I mean, you, you, you can have those moments where you're folding gratitude into your day. Uh, I do that sometimes, like with, when I catch 11, 11, you know, like chapter, chapter 11, 11, mm-hmm. 11, and then, or, or even, you know, set alerts on your, on your, on your phone. To, to just one minute, you know, every, every three hours or something, just stop. And uh, it, it, it just is a good way to keep you grounded. But with the law of attraction, it doesn't really take you as far as the things that are effortful, such as starting a business or, or you know, finding a job or um, writing a book, you know, a book doesn't write itself. So how do you take those, those principles and and it really goes beyond gratitude. It's really about self-belief, which again, roots back into earned confidence. You have every reason to believe in yourself because you've all, you've proven yourself to yourself through everything you've been through already. So those are some of the things that, that you can really um, ground yourself in. I will. Yeah, no, I, I love how you brought that together and, you know, self-belief and, your why are two things that I am always harping on, you know, my book, success math, but the whole thing is about, you know, redefining success on your own terms, making sure that you are eliminating the external influences that would otherwise color your view or opinion of what success actually means to you so that then you can do the work of achieving it from a holistic place and limiting beliefs you know, are one of the most dangerous uh, sure. uh, thought bacteria, for lack of a better categorization, um, that can get in the way of anyone's genuine attempts to really self-actualize, to, to be successful. Now, there's something that you said that I, I want to really touch on because it was very real. And that was like, yeah, law of attraction and gratitude practices are really great, you know, yet you know, and and they will bring opportunities to you, right? They will bring you the opportunity to write the book. They'll bring you the opportunity to apply for the new job or to meet the recruiter who is saying they can find you a new job. But then there's an action step, right? That is really important. There is a a proactivity um, that's required in order for us to really follow through and get where we need to going, get, excuse me, get where we need to go. Um, and that limiting belief can really, can really kind of muck that up. So one other thing that I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about today, Matt, because you've, you work a lot as we've already discussed with young people through the internship programs and, um, you know, you have the opportunity to give a lot of guidance and, and we've seen how you've distilled that into this book. You mentioned that you wanted the book to speak to 
you know, a younger you, a you who maybe didn't know any of this stuff. And you also talked about depression um, and kind of I want to address those things one thing at a time. Um, sure. Let's start with the mental health uh, aspect, because right now at the time of this recording, it is still the pandemic. There is a in the United States, well, in the world, the pandemic of coronavirus is a scourge. Um, in the United States, there is incredible unrest as a result of unspeakable acts of injustice and racial inequality um, that are causing people to speak up, use their voices, protest, um, and 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 make some noise to hopefully create some change. And we see on a grand scale uh, a shift in people's thinking. We see a lot of, you know, white people co- t- taking accountability, calling their community out and, and stuff like this. And so, you know, in terms of mental health, right, when we talk about the success journey, we talk about, first of all, isolation, which is happening in the pandemic. And then we talk about trauma, which everyone is experiencing on a great level right now because of the pandemic and the unrest, how does that play in, you know, to, to our journey? And I mean, I, I know from my own experience how it plays in for me and for some people that I know, um, yet I'm curious, you know, from your opinion, how this all kind of plays into the work of, self-actualization and really trying to still keep a focus on moving towards your your true north wow well you definitely covered uh, you know touched on a number of topics as well and i'll, I'll come back to the to the specifics but uh, if i may i'll just uh, you know, acknowledge a few of the uh, you know awesome things you just said and uh one of which is around taking action and you know, in being rooted in gratitude, in my own experience, you know, this, this is all comes down to a personal experience, you know, that, uh, that, that being in the flow, um, you know, managing energy, the mindfulness, you know, that part of the, the book. And um, one of the aspects of that is making coincidences matter. So, uh, you know, you could say, well, I do or don't believe in coincidences, you know, call them what you may, but, those experiences that lead you to that opportunity, do you follow through on those, taking action on the things that will carry you forward? Um, when we get back to some of what you're asking me here about uh, mood health and uh, you know, my, my challenges with that, there's, there are a couple of things also I really wanna focus on that are again, sticking with the practical. And this is sure to a certain degree what I wish my younger self <laughs> knew, but, you know, this, this covers, you know, across the board, for, you know, for entrepreneurs, people in life transition, people dealing with COVID. I mean, it's a personal development book. Um, but from the practical side of it, when we talk about things like self-respect, self-esteem, self-love, all those things that we kind of, I, I think we grasp at to, to a degree, they're it's hard to bring it all together. And at the root of that, which again is, is, is back to that foundation of earned confidence, is the question, why be anything less than kind to yourself? You know, just start there. And I'm pausing on purpose. And the, naturally, you know, the answer should be, well, that, that makes perfect sense. Of course, I should be kind to myself. 
But that's also gives you that decision matrix on a day-to-day basis to help you, you know, calibrate and, and steer in the right direction of self-respect, self-esteem, and self-love. Because on any given basis, like when I'm dealing with a, uh, you know, how I'm feeling from a mood standpoint or things I might not catch myself saying to myself, you know, you get those, sometimes you get those, those negative, uh, um, you know, voices in your head, if you, if you will. Um, and you say, well, wait, am I, am I being kind to myself? That's a yes or a no question. Uh, and then from there, you know, am I, am I being kind to others? You know, and then we start getting into things like karma. Um, when you talk about limiting beliefs, which, you know, I, I, I love how you put that with the, um, what did you call it? The, like the, the thought bacteria? bacteria. What, the what did you say about thought that? Bacteria. Thought bacteria. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I really like that a lot. Um, the, the, the idea of what we expect tends to happen. That's really how I summarize the, the law of attraction. And, and that brings us back to worrying, because if you're in that limiting belief or you're worrying about things that you have an expectation around what it is that you don't want to happen and you subscribe to or even if you don't, that the law of attraction applies, then worrying could actually cause the things that you don't want to yeah. happen. Same thing with yeah, limiting for those beliefs. Of you who are, right. Same thing with the limiting beliefs. You're not yeah, going to get to those. Those of you right? who are following yeah. but are like, what? A little confused. Basically, to simplify it all the way down to a kernel sure. is what you focus on, you attract. So whether you're focused on right. positive things that you want and whatever, or if you're focused on worrying, you know, it's not to place blame on you or to be like, oh, why are you doing that? But it's just to bring in awareness around around so that you can understand why it seems like everything you think of bad might happen to you. Um, and it's because we're energetic beings, right? So we are vibrating yeah. in a certain way that is sending out a signal, you know, not to get too woo-woo, but scientifically speaking, you can look this up. We are sending out a vibrational signal, right? And when we send that vibrational signal out, just like a bat sonar, it bounces off of something and another signal comes back, right? So if we're sending out a worry signal, like worry, 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 guess what? It's going to find the nearest thing to worry about and that's going to bounce back and we're going to attract that into our space, into our environment, into our mind, into our thinking. Yet, if we are focusing on like, man, I got to finish this article or man, I got to rest or man, I got to like just chill, I'm going to just be still then that's the vibration you're sending out. And, you know, it may take a little bit longer for that vibration to come back, especially if you're someone who is new to this or is, is this is a new activity, a new behavior, a new thought process, um, a new habit, but it will come back, you know? And I think that this, again, comes back to what, what Matt was saying about self-belief. And, I mean, I know we say it very, <laughs> we say it very like directively, like, yes, believe in yourself, you know, but we both know, and I feel comfortable saying we in, in this context format, we both know how hard that can be. We know that it can be really difficult to believe in yourself, especially, you know, to bring it back to what we're saying, if you're someone who's experienced a lot of trauma, or if you're someone who's experienced a lot of isolation, or if you're someone who's experienced a lot of just you know, bad stuff in your life that was outside of your control, regardless of you trying to attract it or not, 
right? As a child or as a young person or as a result of where you were born or how you were born or your ethnicity or whatever, right? So there is, you know, I do, I do, I do want to highlight that there is an aspect of life that is completely beyond our control. Yet, you know, what Matt is talking about and what I am talking about is finding that thread that is what we can control, which is our mood, which is our behavior, which is our actions. And from the most basic place, utilizing that to co-create what you want around you to the best of your ability, right? And again, if you're listening to this in Syria, that's going to be limited, right? And we get that and we understand that. Yet, you know, there's like a, a old wives tale or a saying that my, my dad or my grandpa and my grandma used to say, which is like, the only person who's truly in prison is the person who's in the prison of their mind. Because even if you were in jail, in the horrible conditions, if your mind is free, then you're free. Again, to kind of just distill it down to the most basic principle. Would you agree with that, Matt? Yeah, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, it, it, it comes down to the individual experience and, and, that ex- and, and the, the experience of feeling free, whether it's in that example or, or in, in general. And, and I, I do also want to come back to the, the, the practical side of worry and what you were talking about being energy beings, because let's say worry is a habit that you have to break, the same as limiting beliefs are a habit, right? Babies aren't born worriers and people have a tendency to get carried away with it. And so what you have to do is if you, if you weren't able to stop yourself and you get to the point of whatever you were worried about, hopefully never happened, then you have to stop and look back and say, well, what did I do to myself? What did I do to other people that I might've expressed my concerns and worry to because that energy does transfer and we have that personal responsibility uh, not only to ourselves and taking care of ourselves, but, you know, friends and family are there to lean on for the things that are actually happening, but not for these phantom um, circumstances that you unnecessarily put yourself through. And I just want to close the loop, Wilda, on uh, your point about mood health and with COVID and some of the lack of structure that some of us may be facing and people being out of work and, you know, what do you do? And for, for my purpose, um, I have this like three day, three day rule where I know that I'm going to have, like, if it's a, you know, the weather might affect me or I you know, entrepreneurially, something's going to happen. You're, you're always going to get punched <laughs> in the gut for one thing or another, um, you know, fairly often. But if you get to the third day and uh, if I get to the third day, I, I really just literally parent myself. I, I don't give myself a choice. You will go work out. You will structure your day. You're not going to lay around. Um, and, you know, I mean, I like to binge watch as <laughs> much as the next person, but, but, you know, there's only so much of that that's, that's good for you. And, and so if you don't do that, you end up sinking in quicksand. Th- those who've experienced depression mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. And the, the deeper that you sink, the harder yeah. it is to escape. And, and, and so, you know, when you're three days in and you're at your ankles, 
you know, that's, that's when you got to pull out and, yeah. and, and get moving and, and, and create structure and reach. These are coping skills, right? But, but you reach out to the uh-huh. people who lift you up and, and, you know, that us are being energy beings, people who feed us in a positive way. Those are the things we need to do to take care of ourselves in and around COVID, um, battling against uh, ourselves and breaking the habits of worry. And again, uh, you know, if there's any one thing that I, I always come back to, it's just don't allow yourself to be anything less than kind to yourself uh, on, on, at any given time. Mm. You know, that's your barometer. Well, Matt, you know, this has been really great. And I'm sure I could keep talking to you for another 30 minutes. Um, but unfortunately, we got to start wrapping this great conversation up. There's been so many great practical sure. things that you've shared with the listeners um, you know, before we, we close, I want to give you an opportunity to just let them know where they can get the book, um, and you know, where they can learn more about you. If there's a website, if they want to get involved, if they are a young sure. person in Philadelphia who wants to be in your intern work, you know, in your nonprofit as an intern or whatever, you know, give us some information about where they can sure. find and connect with you and get your book. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks. Um, well, I'll work backwards um, with a few websites that people may find helpful. One is a free site for people in work transition called studentsteps.org. Um, there's also vetsteps.org. And both of those talk about a technique um, through networking, which is the way to get jobs. Um, next is the book, uh, zisms with a hyphen.com. Um, and uh, it's, it's called Zism's Insights to Live By. So it's easy enough to find on Amazon. The reviews have been very kind. Um, and in both places, you, you know, a reader can find the, the front end of the book and, uh, and hopefully just read the free part and decide if they want to keep reading. And, um, and soon, Awilda, I'm going to well, be starting my own podcast. that's going to be exciting. I know that you're going to have a lot of great information and insight to share with people. So we'll, is it going to be also called the isms? It's actually going to be okay. called insights to live by. So um, we'll be talking to guests oh, about great. their insights and uh, right. you know, because everybody has those, right? So um, that's really what a Zism is, is are those pearls of wisdom that we all have. So, um, you know, I, I shared what I could and, and continue to share in, in the book as things evolve and, um, I've set a goal to uh, personally in, uh, enrich 100 million people by 2025. So the podcast is going to be my next, uh, my next step so in, in doing exciting. that. That is so exciting. Well, Matt, I ask every guest who comes on the show this last question, which is if someone has been listening this whole time and is like been glued, their ears have been glued, right? And they're so just pumped and fired up and are like yeah like I like everything Matt was saying about self-belief about you know action about law of attraction and like man I you know and they're seeking to not be you right but they want to be their best selves through emulating perhaps your journey or you know this work what's one last piece of advice you would give someone who was like, man, Matt, I really want to win life the way you're, you've won life. What would you say to them? I, I come back to 
earned confidence and you know you, you can't deny that you've made it through everything you've already made it through and so you you needn't worry about anything and, and just deal with what's happening and and um on a practical side of that um with kindness just be kind to yourself that's the you know that's the the yes or no factor that's mm, going to help you guys you heard it right here direction. be kind to yourself remember you've been through harder stuff just keep moving forward as dory would say just keep swimming and until next time you guys get out there and win life